and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. In this video, we're going to take a quick look at those calculations and I'm going to use 10 strategically selected examples to show you how to calculate the size of a dose, the number of doses, or the total quantity of medication to dispense. So before we get started on solving the questions, we need to review the terminology and definitions associated with those calculations. That way, when you see the question, you understand what each term means and how to basically use that understanding to solve the question. So the first thing we're going to look at is the dose. Now, when we talk about a dose, we're talking about the dose of a drug is actually the quantitative amount administered or taken by a patient for the intended medicinal effect or for therapeutic purposes. Now, the dose may be expressed in a number of ways. The first one is as a single dose. So a single dose refers to the amount that is taken at one time. An example would be if you were taking acetaminophen extra strength, then you have 500 milligrams in each pill. You're supposed to take two pills at any one time. And so the single dose for extra strength acetaminophen would be 1,000 milligrams of acetaminophen. The other way a dose may be expressed is as the daily dose. So that would be the amount that you take in one day. You could also express a dose as the total dose. The total dose refers to the amount taken during the course of therapy. Now, it's important to note that when you have a daily dose, the daily dose itself may be subdivided and taken in divided doses. So, you could take the dose two or more times per day. So, either you take the dose two times a day, three times a day, or four times a day. Those number of times are referred to as divided doses. And the divided doses depend on the characteristics of the drug and then the illness that you are trying to find a therapy for. The last term that we want to review is dosage regimen, and this refers to the schedule of dosing. For example, you could have three times per day for seven days. You could have four times per day for five days. That phrasing is referred to as the dosage regimen, and it's an indication of the schedule of dosing. So now that we've reviewed the key terminology and definitions, let's get right to it. Now, these questions are designed to illustrate how to calculate the size of a dose, the number of doses, or the total quantity of medication to dispense. But let's get right to the first question. The question says the ascending dose schedule of ropinirol, also known as Requip, in the treatment of Parkinson's disease is week 1, 0.25 mg 3 times a day, week 2, 0.5 mg 3 times a day, Week 3, 0.75 mg 3 times a day. And in week 4, 1 mg 3 times a day. How many 0.25 mg tablets will provide the 4 weeks of treatment? So here the question is asking for the total quantity of medication to dispense. And the strategy that we would employ here is to determine the amount in milligrams of ropinirol that is needed for each of the weeks add them up and then divide that value by the 0.25 milligrams which is the amount of ropinirol in each tablet so for week one it's 0.25 milligrams and it's given three times a day so three times a day there are seven days in a week so times seven days and what we're actually using here is dimension analysis so the way that works is the units in the denominator 
cancel out units in the numerator. So the day here can cancel out these days. You multiply all the numbers in the numerator and divide by all the numbers in the denominator. So for here, we have 0 0.25 milligrams times 3 times 7. And that gives 5.25 milligrams. We go ahead and do the same computation for week 2. So for week 2, we basically have 0 0.5 milligrams 3 times a day. So that will be 0 0.5 milligrams times three times a day times seven days in one week so times seven days the days cancel out and then you have 0 0.5 milligrams times three times seven and that gives 10.5 milligrams we go ahead and repeat the process for week three so for week three we have 0 0.75 milligrams so 0 0.75 milligrams and that's also three times a day so times three times a day times seven days in one week the days cancel out and then you have 0 0.75 times 3 times 7 and that gives 15.75 milligrams now we need to also calculate the amount that is required for week four so for week four the patient receives one milligram also three times a day so three times a day times seven days in one week the days cancel out and you have one milligram times three times seven and that gives 21 milligrams. So the total amount that is needed is going to be equal to 5.25 milligrams plus 10.5 milligrams plus 15.75 milligrams plus 21 milligrams. And that's equal to 52.5 milligrams. And so now to determine the number of tablets, we take the 52.5 milligrams. And then we also know from the question that each tablet has 0 0.25 milligrams of ropinol in it. So 0 0.25 milligrams is present in one tablet. The milligrams cancel out and you end up with 210 tablets. This question says the following regimen for oral prednisone is prescribed for a patient 50 milligrams per day for 10 days, 25 milligrams per day for 10 days, 12.5 milligrams per day for 10 days, and 5 milligrams per day for 10 weeks. How many scored 25 milligram tablets and how many 5 milligram tablets should be dispensed to meet the dosing requirements? Now, before we get to solving the question, let me just briefly talk about another term which has been introduced. And the term here is scored. It's talking about scored tablets. So a scored tablet basically is a tablet that has a groove in it. And the groove allows you to break the tablet into approximately equal pieces. And normally these pieces are equal halves. And the beauty or elegance about having a groove tablet or a scored tablet is that it allows some flexibility when it comes to dosing. So you could actually have a patient get started on half the dose instead of giving the patient the full tablet and later on find a way to titrate the dose up to a full dose as needed. So there are a number of ways you can break the tablet into equal pieces, but you want to do is actually use a tablet splitting device because that allows you to break the tablet or split the tablet in an elegant manner. So to solve this question, it's important to understand that the 50 milligram per day for 10 days and then the 25 milligram per day for 10 days and then the 12.5 milligram per day for 10 days, all of that dosing requirement is going to be supplied by the 25 milligram tablets. 
and then the five milligram per day for 10 weeks is going to be supplied by the five milligram tablets and so the strategy here to solve this question is actually to first determine how many milligrams is actually needed to be supplied by the 25 milligram tablets and then we'll find out how many milligrams needs to be supplied by the five milligram tablets and so what that would look like is we will start off with the 50 milligram per day and determine the quantity based on 10 days so we have 50 milligram per day and you need to have sufficient for 10 days so the days will cancel out since we're using dimension analysis and that is actually going to give us 500 milligrams we repeat the process for the 25 milligrams per day so we have 25 milligrams per day and you need sufficient for 10 days so times 10 days the days will cancel out and you end up with 250 milligrams and then you need to repeat that process again for the 12.5 milligrams per day so you have 12.5 milligrams per day and you also need enough for 10 days the days do cancel out and you end up with 125 milligrams so when it comes to the scored tablets the amount that you need to dispense you actually would have to supply enough tablets to provide the total quantity that we just calculated here so that'll be total is going to be equal to the 500 milligrams plus the 250 milligrams plus the 125 milligrams and that's going to be equal to 875 milligrams so we need to supply this much prednisone using the 25 milligram tablets and so we can determine the number of tablets that we need by taking the 875 milligrams and using the information that you have 25 milligrams in each tablet so 25 milligrams of prednisone is present in one tablet the milligrams cancel out and you end up with 35 tablets so we can go ahead and determine the number of the 5 milligram tablets that needs to be dispensed and the way we will do that is to take the 5 milligrams per day and determine how many milligrams of prednisone is needed for the 10 weeks and so what that would look like is we'll have 5 milligrams per day we need to have enough for 10 weeks and one week is seven days so the weeks can cancel out the days will cancel out and so we can multiply all the terms in the numerator and divide by all the terms in the denominator so that will be 5 milligrams times 10 times 7 divided by 1 and that is going to be equal to 350 milligrams so now to determine the number of tablets we make use of the information that you have five milligrams of prednisone in one tablet so the milligrams cancel out and you end up with 70 tablets this question says a fixed dose combination product contains amlodipine bacillate and atorvastatin calcium caduet for the treatment of both hypertension and hypercholesterolemia if a physician starts a patient on 5 mg, 10 mg dose for 14 days and then raises the dose to 10 mg, 20 mg, how many milligrams of each drug would the patient take during the first 30 days? So here it's important to stress that for the first 14 days, the patient is actually going to get 5 mg of amlodipine bacillate and then 10 mg of the astrovastatin calcium. And then for the next 16 days, because the duration is for 30 days, so 30 minus 14 will be 16 days, and that's how many more days is left, the patient will be receiving 10 milligrams of the amlodipine bacillate and then 20 milligrams of the atovastatin calcium. 
So why this is significant is we'll go ahead and determine the amount of amlodipine bestilate based on the 5 milligrams for 14 days and then the 10 milligrams for 16 days. So let's see what that will look like. We have amlodipine bestilate and we will start off by determining the amount for 14 days and that is actually going to be 5 milligrams of amlodipine and this is for every day and we need it for 14 days. Now we are using dimension analysis so the days in the numerator cancels out the days in the denominator and then we have 5 times 14 and that is actually going to be equal to 70 milligrams. And then we now need to determine how much amlodipine bestilate the patient will get for the next 16 days based on the 10 milligrams per day. And so we have 10 milligrams per day times 16 days. Now the 16 days once again is from the difference between the total duration, which is 30 days, and then the 14 days for which we are given the 5 milligrams. So 30 minus 14 gives us the 16 days. And now that is going to be equal to 10 times 16 because the days cancel out. So 10 milligrams times 16 and that gives us 160 milligrams. So now we can find the total amount of amlodipine bacillate and the total here will be equal to the 70 milligrams plus the 160 milligrams and that's going to be equal to 230 milligrams. We can now go ahead and do a similar process for the atovastatin and for atovastatin we actually are going to have 10 milligrams per day for 14 days. So we do 10 milligrams per day and we are using this for 14 days. The days will cancel out and then 10 milligrams times 14 equals 140 milligrams of atovastatin calcium. And then for the next 16 days, which is the 30 days minus the 14, we are going to be given 20 milligrams per day of the atovastatin. So that will be 20 milligrams per day times 16 days. The days cancel out and then you have 20 milligrams times 16 and that's going to be equal to 320 milligrams. So the total amount of atovastatin calcium is going to be equal to the 140 milligrams plus the 320 milligrams and that's going to be equal to 460 milligrams. Let's take a look at another question. This question says varinicline titrate Chantix for smoking cessation is available in two strengths, 0.5 milligram and 1 milligram tablets. The dose is days 1 to 3, 0.5 milligrams once daily. Days 4 to 7, 0.5 milligrams twice daily in the morning and the evening. And days 8 to the end of treatment, 1 milligram twice daily in the morning and the evening. The treatment period is 12 weeks. How many 0.5 milligram tablets and 1 milligram tablets should be dispensed? So let's do a quick analysis of the question. This question is actually the type where you want to calculate the total quantity of medication to be dispensed. And here we are interested in how many 0.5 milligram tablets and how many 1 milligram tablets should be dispensed. Now it's important to note that the 0.5 milligram tablets are applicable to the days 1 to 3 and days 4 to 7. That's where you need the 0.5 milligram tablets. The 1 milligram tablets are needed from days 8 until the end of the treatment. So let's talk about that for a minute. Since days 1 to 3 and 4 to 7 basically take 7 days, that's 1 week. Now your total treatment period is 12 weeks. So the days 8 to the end of the treatment is actually going to be the 12 weeks minus the 1 week from the days 1 to 3 and 4 to 7 and that gives 11 weeks. 
So it's important to just keep note of that because that will come into play once we actually go through the solution. But now let's go ahead and determine the number of tablets that we need for both the 0.5 milligrams and then the 1 milligram tablets. So we start off with days 1 to 3. And so here you have 0.5 milligram once a day. So 0.5 milligrams per day. And it's from days 1 to 3. So that's basically 3 days. So the days cancel out and you have 0.5 milligrams times 3 and that gives 1.5 milligrams. Then we go ahead and calculate how much we need from days 4 to 7. And here we also need 0.5 milligrams but we need it twice daily. So we have 0.5 milligrams times 2 times in one day times the number of days. Now it's from days 4 to 7 and so that will constitute 4 days. The days cancel out, you have 0.5 milligrams times 2 times 4, and that gives 4 milligrams. And so the total amount of Chantix that this patient gets from days 1 to 7 is actually going to be equal to the 1.5 milligrams plus the 4 milligrams, and that gives 5.5 milligrams. But notice we are interested in the number of tablets, and so we need to go ahead and do one more step. So we have 5.5 milligrams times a conversion factor, and that is we have 0.5 milligrams of Chantix in one tablet. The milligrams cancel out, and we end up with 11 tablets. Now let's go ahead and calculate the amount that is needed from days 8 to the end of the treatment. So for days 8 to end of treatment, you're basically going to have one milligram twice a day. So you have one milligram times two times in one day times the number of weeks that we want to give this. So that's 11 weeks. And so times 11 weeks. And then we need to convert the weeks to days. So one week is essentially seven days. The weeks cancel out. The days cancel out. And now you have one milligram times two times 11 times seven. And that gives us 154 milligrams of Chantix. So now we can go ahead and determine the number of tablets, the number of one milligram tablets that is needed. And we'll have the 154 milligrams and make use of the notion that each tablet has one milligram. So one milligram is present in one tablet. The milligrams cancel out and you end up with 154 tablets. This question says, Restasis of thalamic emulsion contains 0.05% weight by volume cyclosporine. If a dose of one drop measures 28 microliters, how many micrograms of cyclosporine are present? So here, the question is asking about the size of the dose. How many micrograms of cyclosporine are present? And we've been given a percentage concentration. And so from the definition of percentage concentration, the 0.05% implies that you have 0.05 grams of cyclosporin in 100 milliliters. Now, because the question is asking for quantity in microgram and also the volume is 28 microliters, then one of the things that we want to do, which would be a smart move here, is to convert the grams to micrograms and then the milliliters to microliters. So let's convert the grams. The conversion factor is one gram is equivalent to one million or one times 10 to the power six microgram. Now the grams cancel out because this is dimension analysis. The units in the numerator cancel out units in the denominator. And now we are in micrograms per milliliter. We can go ahead and convert the milliliters to microliters. And we'll use a conversion factor, one milliliter 
is equal to a thousand microliters. So the milliliters cancel out and now our units are all correct now. We have micrograms per microliter. And so what we can do is basically do the math and when we multiply everything in the numerator, which is the 0 0.05 times 1 times 10 to the power 6 microgram times 1 divided by 100 times 1 times 1000 microliters, this gives us 0 0.5 microgram in 1 microliter. So we can now go ahead and set up a proportion saying that if 0.5 micrograms of cyclosporin is present in 1 microliter, then how many micrograms will be present in the 28 microliter volume? So we can now go ahead and solve for our unknown which is x here. x equals 0.5 micrograms times 28 microliter divided by 1 microliter and that is equal to 14 micrograms. This question says, how many grams of codeine sulfate are required to make 120 milliliter solution such that each teaspoonful will contain 25 milligrams of drug? Now, this question is illustrating the type of dose calculations which is based on oral liquids. And so here in this question, we want to give the patient one teaspoonful and anytime the teaspoonful is taken, it wants to make sure that it contains 25 milligrams of codeine sulfate. And so the question is, how do you prepare the larger mixture? And so you can solve this using two quick steps. You set up a real fast proportion and then follow it up with an elegant conversion. So let's see how that looks like. Now, we're going to make use of the understanding that one teaspoonful is equal to 5 milliliters. And so the proportion that we want to set up is the 25 milligrams of drug which should be present in the 1 teaspoonful but instead of the teaspoonful we're going to put the 5 milliliters in the denominator and the proportion that we want to set up is to set this ratio equal to some quantity in milligrams divided by the total volume that we want to make which is the 120 milliliters. So we can go ahead and solve for x which is our unknown here and x is going to be equal to the 25 milligrams times 120 milliliters divided by the 5 milliliters and this should be equal to 600 milligrams. But notice that the question is asking for quantity in grams. So here comes the quick conversion and so we'll make use of the conversion factor that 1000 milligrams is equivalent to 1 gram the milligrams cancel out and we end up with 0.6 grams. Let's take a look at another question. This question says a physician prescribes tetracycline hydrochloride syrup for a patient who is to take two teaspoonfuls four times per day for four days and then one teaspoonful four times per day for two days. How many milliliters of the syrup should be dispensed to provide the quantity for the prescribed dosage regimen? So here the goal is to determine the total quantity of medication to be dispensed and the way we want to approach this is to first determine the amount in milliliters that needs to be provided once we are taking the two teaspoonfuls four times per day for four days and then subsequently when you take the one teaspoonful four times per day for two days. 
So now the way we want to approach this is to say we have two teaspoonful. So two teaspoonful. And this is being taken four times per day. So times four times per day. And we're taking this for four days. So times four days. And since we are using dimension analysis, the days can cancel out. But then also we want to convert the teaspoonful to milliliters. The reason being that the question is asking for how many milliliters. So the conversion between teaspoonful and milliliters is one teaspoonful is equal to five milliliters. So the teaspoon can cancel out and you end up with 160 milliliters. So just to remind you, we just multiply all the terms or the numbers in the numerator. So two times four times four times five milliliters. And then we divide by everything in the denominator here. The only thing in the denominator is one. So when you do that, you end up with the 160 milliliters. We do the same thing for the one teaspoonful, four times per day for two days. And so what that would look like is you have one teaspoonful that's also being taken four times per day. But instead of four days, you are now taking that for two days. So times two days, the days cancel out. And then we need to convert the teaspoonful to milliliters, making use of the conversion factor. The one teaspoonful is equal to five milliliters. The teaspoonfuls can cancel out. We multiply all the numbers in the numerator so one times four times two times five milliliters divided by one and that gives us 40 milliliters so now the total quantity that needs to be dispensed is going to be the 160 milliliters plus the 40 milliliters and that is equal to 200 milliliters this question says sodium bentopabital 0.09 grams add sufficient cherry syrup to make 30 ml. The SIG is 10 milligrams of sodium pentobarbital at bedtime, that's horasomony. If the dropper dispense with the product delivers 2 milliliters in 48 drops, how many drops would contain 10 milligrams of sodium pentobarbital? So it's important to know that occasionally the drop is used as a measure for small volumes of liquid medications. And so this question actually is a classic illustration of the type of those calculations involving drops. Now the strategy that we're going to employ here is first of all make the connection between the fact that this 0.09 grams is actually present in the 30 milliliters. And we'll try and find out what the volume will be for 10 milligrams of pentobarbital. So actually, we'll go ahead and convert the grams to milligrams and then set up a quick proportion. And then once we've done that and figured out the volume that contains 10 milligrams, we will then make use of this statement here, which is 2 milliliters in 48 drops. That will be our conversion factor to get us from milliliters to drops. Now, let's see how that actually works. So we start off with the 0.09 grams. So we have 0.09 grams of sodium pentobarbital. And we want to convert this to milligrams. So we have one gram being equal to a thousand milligrams. That's our conversion factor. The grams cancel out and we end up with 90 milligrams of sodium pentobarbital. Now this 90 milligrams is present in the 30 ml. So we have 90 milligrams of sodium pentobarbital in 30 milliliters preparation. Now we 
we want to determine how many milliliters we need if you just wanted 10 milligrams so 10 milligrams over x milliliters we can go ahead and solve for our unknown which is x so x is going to be equal to 30 milliliters times 10 milligrams divided by 90 milligrams the milligrams cancel out and that is equal to 3.33 now the 3 is repeating so what we can do is simply put the vinculum up here which implies that the 3 it just keeps repeating itself now the units here are milliliters so we have 10 milligrams in this 3.3333 milliliters but what we're interested in is the number of drops so we're going to make use of this relationship here and set it up as a ratio and then transform that into a proportion so what that would look like is you have 48 drops being delivered by 2 milliliters and that should be equal to some number of drops which would be equivalent to the 3.33 milliliters so we go ahead and solve for y which is our unknown so y equals 48 drops times 3.33 milliliters divided by 2 milliliters and that is equal to 80 drops this question says in treating Crohn's disease the recommended dose of the monoclonal antibody adalimumab also known as Humira is 160 milligrams as the first dose a second dose of 80 milligrams two weeks later then a third dose of 40 milligrams two weeks after the second dose and followed by a maintenance dose of 40 milligrams every two weeks how many pre-filled syringes each containing adalimumab 40 milligrams per 0.8 milliliters would be required for the initial two months of treatment so here the strategy is actually to be very accurate in terms of the timing of each dose you're supposed to give the treatment for two months and two months is equivalent to eight weeks so we need to find out for that eight weeks the dose that the patient is going to get and once we figure what that amount is we need to translate that into the total quantity of pre-filled syringes that needs to be distributed so the first dose actually is 160 milligrams and then you have 80 milligrams of two weeks you have 40 milligrams two weeks after the second dose and then you have a maintenance dose of 40 milligrams every two weeks afterwards so let's start off with the first dose so the first dose is actually 160 milligrams and now two weeks after we give the second dose so the second dose actually occurs in week two that's two weeks after the first dose was given and that is 80 milligrams so we need to keep tracking the weeks until we get to two months which two months essentially is eight weeks so we're giving the second dose now the third dose occurs two weeks after the second dose which is actually in week four after the initial dose and now it says here a third dose is 40 milligrams two weeks after the second dose so we give 40 milligrams now we are in week four which means we have two more weeks to go so in week six what we need to give is a maintenance dose so we give a maintenance dose in week six and the maintenance dose is always going to be 40 milligrams so that's the first maintenance dose and then we need to give another maintenance dose in week eight and that is also 40 milligrams so the total amount of Humira that the patient receives is going to be 160 milligrams plus 80 milligrams plus 40 milligrams plus 40 milligrams plus 40 milligrams and that is going to be equal to 360 milligrams but we don't stop here because we need to determine the number of pre-filled syringes and so the way we do that is we're going to make use of the notion that each injection 
So it says syringes. So each containing 40 milligrams of adalimumab. So what that implies is every single syringe contains 40 milligrams of drug. So 40 milligrams is present in one syringe. So the milligrams cancel out and then you're left with nine syringes. This question says, if a Ventolin inhaler contains 20 milligrams of albuterol, how many inhalation doses can be delivered if each inhalation dose contains 90 micrograms? So this question actually is asking for the number of doses. And the way we want to do that is to make use of the total quantity and divide that by the size of each dose. But because the total quantity is in milligrams, we either need to convert the size of the dose from micrograms to milligrams or convert the total quantity from milligrams to micrograms. So let's go ahead and convert the milligrams to micrograms. And so what that would look like is we have 20 milligrams. We make use of the conversion factor, the one milligram is equal to a thousand micrograms the milligrams cancel out and now we are in micrograms so we have 20 times a thousand micrograms which is essentially 20,000 micrograms but since we are using dimension analysis we can go ahead and say that 90 micrograms is equal to one dose because the question told us that each inhalation dose contains 90 micrograms and so the micrograms cancel out and what we can do is multiply all the numbers in the numerator so we have 20 times 1000 times one dose divided by one times 90 and if we do the math it's going to be equal to 222.22 which is essentially 222 doses Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our pharmaceutical calculations forum, website or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life. <laughs>